Welcome to Rise and Thrive Show, the podcast where we learn how to hone our tools and our skills so we can bounce back from life's disappointments and face our lives with joy and hope and a sense of peace. I'm Erin Warhol, and I'm here with my friend and mentor, Mary Hayes Greco. It's so great to be with you. You too, Mary. Okay, well, today we're talking about expectations. Oh my gosh, Mary. You talk a lot about expectations. It's the core. It's the it's the crux. It's the thing. It's the key to the relief that's found through forgiveness mm. in the model that I'm teaching. So we say that forgiveness is the refreshing experience of releasing an expectation that's been causing me to suffer. And uh, that's really paired with the idea that this is a, this is really a pretty good trick to to walk through life with a with a healthy uh a healthy and light grip on your expectations to have them and let them go as need be well and you know i was i was googling some uh quotes about expectations while i was getting ready for this show and i was kind of amazed that there's a lot of them where they're just like don't have any expectations you'll be happier i mean it, it, and it seemed like well no i mean i have lots of expectations no that's not realistic in, yeah. in fact society is a webwork of expectations mm. i mean that's what social is that's what that's what society okay. is doing we are training our kids yeah. Um, with social expectations. We, we train our dogs. We, we go to work. We have job descriptions. Your job description is a, a delineation of expectations yeah. upon you. If you're going to have this job as a producer in this particular station, these yeah. are, this is your job description. So, you know, of course we have expectations. You get married to somebody and you say, I will be with you till death do us part. Yeah. And sadly, that's the expectation that uh, is the hardest one when, when people don't make it in their marriage. It's like, wow, I said that. I said that vow, and I meant it, and ouch, now I have to release it because I didn't know what I didn't know. So there's just uh, really a lot to be said about um, expectations being related to our relative happiness or peace of mind or not. But we we have to have a certain um, balance of reasonable expectations in our families, in our society, and then we also need to... Um, be able to adjust it. So I think bringing some light to this or bringing some awareness and understanding about where they can help us. And I I mean, a job is a perfect example. You want to know what's expected out of you, Mm -hmm. but also knowing where they cause us trouble. Right. Of course. And that comes down uh, very frequently in our personal relationships with our, our siblings, our parents, our kids, our neighbors, people that we interact with uh, a lot, the ones that we're experiencing a great deal of friction with has to do with we have expectations that this person is not uh, living up to mm-hmm. or uh, we have expectations of, of their capacities or uh, their way of being that uh, we need to let go of because that's not who they are. Um, in the same way, we have uh, when we're trying to have healthy relationships and friendships, and we're trying to have some basic working agreements with people. We want to be able to meet each other's expectations right. well enough that we can trust each other and feel safe. Well, and it's funny, yeah, we want to meet each other's expectations, but 
we might also have unreasonable expectations. We might. (laughs) (laughs) Even though they're very reasonable to us. Right. The expectations we have come from our conditioning and come from our values and come from how we were raised and come from what we think is normal. I'm putting the quote marks up in the air here. (laughs) Normal, okay? We have, hey, can you just be normal about this? (laughs) Did you ever feel that way towards your spouse or or someone you're close to? It's like, will you just, oh, this is so not right. So, um, yeah, so it's not, a lot of it comes from, from our background. And uh, not everyone is raised the same as you. Right. And uh, we have to do some communicating and some sometimes some teaching, sometimes, sometimes some letting go. Well, and I was talking with my husband, Matt, about this last night, and he was saying, you know, you can't have a person can't have the expectation that you read my mind and know what I what I'm thinking. You right. have to have communication. Exactly. But in a marriage, then once you have gotten over that hurdle of expecting someone to read your mind <laughs> and you're actually communicating, then you know then it's on the table of are you willing to meet this expectation? Right, and that's where that's where it becomes an agreement. Yeah, a working agreement. You know, so it, there's nothing wrong with saying to your spouse or your friend, you know, I would really like to be able to expect mm-hmm. that you would um, save that Friday night for our date night, you know, and that if you were going to change that, that you would, we would talk about it. Mm-hmm. You know, I expect, I expected this. Is that okay? Is that something that you can agree to? And the person says, well, yeah, yeah, basically I can agree. Yeah. You know, or. No, actually, um, I know I'm going to end up canceling a lot. I can't do that. You know, you have, you have to work things out with um, with agreements with people. But sometimes people, they mean, they really mean the best, and they can't do it. Yeah. They can't do it. There's people all around us who are immature, mm-hmm. who are um, not uh, skilled, who are not even sane. You know, yeah. you have people that, with personality disorders who... Who aren't able to actually think about anyone besides themselves. They're yeah. just not able to. Well, and I'm remembering, this was a workshop I attended with you, and there was a woman, it was one of the first workshops, it was the first workshop I attended with you. There was a woman in there, and she was there because her husband had cheated on her. Mm. And I don't know whether she was look, thinking she was going to divorce him or not. I really don't, I have no idea. But she was so angry that she was there to do forgiveness work. Mm -hmm. And I remember that there was a really powerful moment there where you said to her, you get to have an expectation that your marriage vows will be kept. Mm -hmm. But in this situation, they weren't. So the forgiveness work was about releasing that expectation. But the relief that she had, she thought she had to give up that expectation about Mm -hmm. marriage Mm -hmm. In order to forgive, and it it was a it was a light bulb really went off for me and for her, just about oh she gets to have that expectation she gets to have it and yeah. she can say all right you know what you get one of these yeah you know I I am forgiving you I'm working through this I will rebuild trust with you if this ever happens again I'm out of here this is the deal breaker you can't you know you can't be um, unfaithful to me in in that way so. Uh, you know, some people choose to stay in there and and rebuild, and others others just say no. That's that's it. I can't do it. So, and people are different that way. But uh, that's that's just such a huge deal. The the marriage vow. Yeah. It says, "I will be here. Yeah. I will be faithful to you. I will be with you when things are hard. 
I will be here. And and then you find out sometimes that you can't, you know, you just didn't know all, you didn't know what you didn't know. You made that promise in good faith when you uh, were younger, when uh, you knew yourself less well, you knew mm-hmm. them less well. And sometimes, uh, sadly, we aren't able to keep our agreements, our promises, and we have to be released from them. We have to ask ask to be released. But if we don't do the um, the forgiveness work, which is basically to really release our expectations that we could have could have done it, mm-hmm. that you could have been better, or that I could have been more patient, or whatever we could have to to really, in the end, let everyone off the hook, is mm-hmm. sometimes what has to happen. So one of the one of the quotes that I found, uh, well, William Shakespeare said, "Expectation is the root of all heartbreak." Mm, mm-hmm. It's good. I, I see it. It's kind of akin to the one I've heard that said, um, "Expectations are premeditated resentments." Yes, I re- I came. I thought now, see, and I thought that was a little bit um, cynical. But what do you think? I mean, well, that's the extreme. It's, okay, it's the extreme version. Like we said, it, it's you know we go along in life and we have expectations and we need to and it's normal. And you have ex- you get to you have expectations right now of you know your husband, your son, your dog, your friend. You know that are reasonable. There's this kind of this sort of uh, uh, flow and you know structure that you guys mm-hmm. have created together and that is more or less working to you know have the the system working cooperatively yeah. and that but then people grow change circumstances change and you have to adjust you have to renegotiate you have those to renegotiate contracts. <laughs> the contracts <laughs> yeah so okay so stress or unhappiness is the gap between our expectation and reality i love that one would you say it again i was trying to stress think of that stress or unhappiness is the gap between our expectation and, and reality. reality. Exactly. So we have our expectations, mm-hmm. but then there's life as it, as it is. <laughs> right. And we've seen it. I mean, in something as simple as you're, you're going to have the best and biggest garage sale yeah. ever, and it's May, and you're looking forward to this beautiful sunny weekend where you're going to get rid of all of your stuff and the people are going to be coming and buying everything like crazy. And instead, there's hailstorms. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and, and it's, it's not happening the way you yeah. thought. And it, that's the simplest example. Or, or you're on your way somewhere and you're all set for a nice smooth entrance into your work that evening, and there's this horrible traffic jam from this horrible six-car accident that's got everybody 45 minutes late. And you can't help it. You cannot get out of the car and walk to your gig so that you're there on time. You are going to be 45 minutes late. I had this experience once. Oh, you can tell by the yeah. heat in my voice. <laughs> yes. I, had, I, I was actually, you know, I, I mentioned before, I tend, to, I tend to be late. I tend to be a little bit 10 minutes late. And, you know, yeah. one of these years I might see, see if I can change that. But I haven't gotten enough feedback about it yet. So I'm still 10 minutes late. But, I, you know, when it comes to my professional gigs and, you know, showing up on time for clients or, you know, work, I'm doing I'm always on I'm spot on time. I'm early. You know, yeah. I'm, I'm ready. So I was on my way to uh, teach a class in the the far outer suburbs and I left so much time I was 
dressed nice. I was calm. I had eaten. I had all my little boxes full of products in the car. And I was like, la, la, la. I'm going to go there and set up my tables and put this on the board and get all ready. And I'm in the middle of this traffic jam that you cannot get out of. You just cannot get out of it. And there's no other way to get to this place except for this parking lot that I'm in. And I sweated through the, you know, okay, well, now I'm not going to have time to set up my table. Okay, well, I release that expectation. I don't have to have my table. Oh, now I'm gonna, not going to have time to be there 10 minutes before the first student. Okay, that's well, okay. I release that. Well, now I'm gonna, not going to be able to be there actually, you know, five minutes before we start. So I, I had to, like, keep letting go, keep letting go of expectations. <laughs> oh, jeez. In the end, do you know what happened? No. Well, I got there through no fault of my own. I got there 35 minutes late. And 20 students had been sitting in this classroom discussing what could possibly be going on. Is this teacher really coming? Is this really the class? And what should we do? And just as the whole group had decided, well, something happened, they all stood up to leave and come down the hall, (laughs) I came streaking down the hall to teach forgiveness. (laughs) You know, I'm teaching forgiveness. You know, and it was I was mortified, but but actually I wasn't because I had actually kind of gotten over it. I had released my expectations that there would be anyone left in the room when I got there. Really? So yeah, I did. I kind of like got there and I thought, "Wow, look, there's people in the hallway. Are you my people?" You know, and I told them, "I, I hi, I am the teacher. I'm terribly sorry. I was in a terrible traffic jam. This is no fault of my own. I hope you'll forgive me." Come on back to the class, and I'll teach you how. And, <laughs> and they, they all just thought, kinda, is this how she teaches every class? Yeah, no, I, it, was, it wasn't, like, experiential that way. But No, but I was, like, in such a good place and, and as cheerful as I could be that everyone kind of went, well, okay. You know, nobody was really mad. So, Well, it, it, it's so powerful. I mean, the, the, the example you're giving kind of demonstrates how you showed up into that situation could be very, very different if you hadn't gone through. And, and if I went in there really guilty, really ashamed, or really yeah. embarrassed, or really apologizing a hundred times, don't you hate it when people apologize a hundred oh, yeah, times? Absolutely, yeah. So, but that would have been a whole different experience for those students and for you, right? So, it and makes I tell sense. you, within fifteen or twenty minutes, I think everyone forgot it. I think everyone forgot that I was late. It just okay. was. It just did not even ripple after the first few minutes of coming back and sitting back down in the chair, because I was very eager to teach them forgiveness. Well, and the thing about now, you've talked about how we ha- we just have expectations. They're there. Sometimes we are more aware of yeah. them. Yeah, and talk they had the reasonable it. expectation that they would come to this classroom yeah. and the teacher would be there. Yeah, and we do get to. I mean. We need to have expectations. We can't not have expectations in order to never be disappointed. We right. need to have them, right? Exactly. Because that's part of right. how we... They expected we were going to start class at 7, mm-hmm. and so did I. We all expected that we would uh, you know, have some handouts and have some theory and some exercises, and you know, was going, we were going to have a class. We all had the same expectation coming to, to that point in time. And then you know, I had to let go of, of mine, that yeah. I would that I would get there in time to set up my product table, that I would get there in time to calmly greet the first student, et cetera. They had to release their expectations that the teacher would be greeting them when they came in the door, that it would be clear what was going on. It wasn't because yeah. nobody was explaining anything. 
Well, and okay, so this is a great example, and it kind of allows us to enter into it and really explore it. And I want to explore it with some examples that are even more serious, because I think that's part of what people really struggle with in their lives. Mm -hmm. Okay, so a lot of people struggle with like an expectation that they'll be treated with respect Mm -hmm. or an ex. I mean, I think it's, you want to have those expectations. It's one of those good social expectations. And we we teach our children, you know what? You you don't have to be treated that way. You can expect to be treated politely. You can expect this. We tried to teach to the positive social expectations. And it seems like in order for for us to go about our business, we we do need to hold expectations around what we will tolerate and what we won't. Right. So I'm thinking about like I was once in a job and the, the boss changed and the new boss, like he just didn't see my value. Mm. And that became a cl- clear to me. And I, I had an expectation that that not only would I be valued by where I worked, but also that they, I would be like really appreciated. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that wasn't my experience. And it was a real head scratcher for me because it was like I'd never experienced that before. And it kind of like, it, it's that gap between your expectations and the reality of what you're experiencing. He just didn't see how I fit. And ultimately we parted ways and I felt bad about it. But I finally got to a better place around it where I'm like, well, that was his problem. Right. Now you but, see that it's not personal. Yeah. But for a long time, it was my problem. Like, why? Why me? This shouldn't be happening to me. You know, and so that's the part where I, I you know, it's such a, it's such a big thing. Expecta- great expectations, Mary. <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know. Well, and this is the trick of it. This is why forgiveness is such a... Uh, thickly riddled, difficult topic yeah. for most people because uh, because of this precise thing is like we want to be uh, ha- having our positive, healthy expectations met. We want to be yeah. treated with respect. We have certain standards, certain understanding of how you do this. You know, that's when we say, "Who does that?" Right. With our hands out like that, yeah, exactly. who who does that? Yeah. You're you're appealing to the room to say, "Am I wrong here to expect right. this?" Right? Yeah. So so the trick is, we are expressing forgiveness to release the stress. We're re- releasing the expectation to release the stress from our bodies, so we don't have a headache from this person. Yeah. But we are not releasing the expectation if it's one that is important for our dignity mm. and that it's important for our ability to stay in a relationship or in an institution or in a structure. Mm-hmm. I'll share a little story about this that was just right on the line for me, okay? okay. So you can see I have this beautiful office, yes. right? I have the best office in the world. Mm-hmm. It's it's beautiful. It's got a lovely dark wood paneling. It's a 1920 uh, library of an old family yeah. home. We've got cozy. the fireplace. It's cozy. It's lovely. Love my office. I've been here for 15 years. Um, the management of the building between you and me and whoever else <laughs> is out there, I know that they're not listening because so, they're, they're just the kind of guys that would not be listening to this. But, you know, the service is a little spotty mm-hmm. in terms of uh, taking care of things and you know, responding reasonably to reasonable question, you know, yeah. requests and stuff. So I sort of – and this is like the fifth – 
a bunch of landlords this building has been through. So yeah. I've kind of seen it. I've kind of seen it come and You've go. Seen but it all. I've seen it yeah. all, baby. So one year uh, on New Year's, uh, the day after New Year's, I came to my office to grab something. And I found an ocean of water oh, on the floor, no. oh. water dripping down the wood paneling. Water, thankfully, did not go on that beautiful painting right there, but it ruined my oak desk that I had over there, and it ruined this mm. other thing. And I'm like, oh, my God, there's an ocean of water in here. Well, the reason that happened was because they had failed to fix a running toilet upstairs just above my room, and we had called it in like three or four times in prior weeks. You know, this yeah. toilet is running, something is wrong, it's really leaking into the floor. Da, 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 da. And we left messages. We called. They they never took care of it until the disaster uh, was created yeah. that ruined my beautiful office and put me out of my office for two and a half months. Oh, Mary! And I was really frustrated and incensed with them. Um, and they they knew they were wrong, so they worked very hard to restore my office, you know, just right, and to mm-hmm. fix the wood paneling and everything, but. They weren't very nice. Hmm. They were not very polite. They were not very generous mm-hmm. about, uh, you know, the the money deal, the fact that I have to step out of my office and I don't want to pay rent and, you know, mm-hmm. and you guys owe me some money for this. And they were not very cooperative. Mm-hmm. And I really had to think about uh, forgiving them mm-hmm. for a while because mm-hmm. they were wrong. Yeah. It was their fault. <laughs> yep. It was their fault. Yep. It was could have upsetting. Been it could have been avoided. Uh, yeah. It, yeah, it was upsetting. I, as a, as a ten- tenant, should expect my landlord to fix something when you know, when a reasonable amount of time, especially when I've called it in three times and it's causing damage. So right, I'm right, right. Yeah, I'm very right absolutely. here. So right, I know. And then they were just they were just pains in the butt, and and they still are. They have over forty buildings. They have you know fires to put out all of the time. They're not very, very good that way. So I had to think about it. I said, you know, this beautiful office is very unique, and I'm not going to find an office like this, mm. you know, probably around office. the city. Yeah, it's really kind of a special space. So, hmm, I am going to release my expectations of these guys that they are polite, mm-hmm. that they are reasonable, that they are fair, that they are uh, generous. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to stay here because I love this room. And, you know, I don't know what happens if something like this happens the next time. Right. Right. So I released my expectations of that experience that it would have been nicer. Yeah. And uh, I'm still here. I'm still enjoying the office. I don't see them very often. And but I'd, you had to decide. Like, I had to decide if I was going to stay or not. Yeah. And I didn't feel like, you know, to me, having this beautiful, unique space is worth uh, putting up with the occasional rudeness of yeah. the management. Well, and so, yeah, now if you saw Cause them Because it's rarely. Week. If I saw them every week or every day or if they were like, if I had interactions with them all the time, I, I probably interact with them three times a year. So. Mm-hmm. I could make a choice like that. Yeah. Yeah. But it, in, in another situation, like in a relationship where you're living with somebody and yeah. it's this day in and day out and this is, and it's affecting your money and it's affecting your health and, it's, you know, you have right. to make sometimes um, different decisions. Well, and 
I think the other part to this is that you do get to have expectations. Yeah, and I, so, I have some. I mean, I, I expect them to right. still do stuff, but I'm, I'm holding it loosely. You're holding it holding loosely. It That's very what I'm loosely. trying to get at here. Yeah. You, you know that you could have more expecta- expectations. You're choosing not to. I think sometimes for people... If it's more they, like I still I have the expectations again because I think that they're correct, Yeah. but I'm ready to let them go if these guys don't respond to... You know, you have awareness me, around your choice point there. Yeah, and I think sometimes with us, with I know for me it's the case. If I haven't kind of gone in there and really explored it and looked at it, I could very easily be holding expectations that I'm not consciously aware of, right. and I could be very disappointed and resentful very, when they're not very, mad. Yes, yeah. And the thing about it is that we do get to have like we if we're in a situation where maybe you know if they were here and they weren't they were rude to you on a daily basis you wouldn't want to keep yourself in that situation no, because that would be you, toxic to me yeah you yeah. you get to have the expectation that you'll be treated kindly by the people in your day-to-day life right in the end we're talking about why unconditional love and forgiveness are so important as um, approaches to mm-hmm. our daily life because Every one of us is going to find ourselves at times in situations that we don't prefer. Right. I don't prefer that um, my landlords are are the way they are. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes some of us are in relationships or marriages or jobs or neighborhoods or families where, oh boy, you know, this is really not what I expected. It's not really what I prefer, but. This is where I need to be right now, or this is where I am right now. Right. It's not really open to me to change this this minute. So how am I at peace with it? Okay. I'm at peace by releasing my expectations because they're causing me to suffer. And I'm at peace because I'm coming into the reality of this relationship, this situation, this time of my life, and loving it for what it is, loving it as it Uh, is. So you're really closing the gap between expectations and reality. Exactly, exactly, because that is a power we have. Sometimes right. we have the power to just change it. And yeah. Say, no, I'm out of here. Yeah. No, this, no, sorry, this is not okay, goodbye, boom, I'm done. Well, you can't say that to your 15-and-a-half-year-old. Right. You know, <laughs> you can't do that. It, it's, it's, it's hard, but you're here. Yeah. Same thing with... Uh, you're fired. <laughs> you're fired, kid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not it's not uh, given to us all the time right. to to change something right now. So, um, uh, but we have the power to get realistic yeah. about um, what this situation is and isn't, what this person can do and can't, and to release those expectations that are keeping that gap there between yeah. what we think should be and what is. And so we do have always have that power. We always have that power to release the expectation that I would feel freer right now, or I would release the expectation that um, I would like you, mm-hmm. that I would like you today. Today I don't like you. And that's different than releasing your value around that situation. Right. You can still have your values. You could still say, you know what, actually, I think that's wrong how you guys are. Actually... In terms of my landlord, actually, I think you guys have too many buildings. Mm-hmm. If you if you have to treat some of your tenants like this, I think you ought to look at 
your integrity and, and how many buildings you have mm-hmm. and uh, and how ragged you, you know, run the crew and all of that sort of thing. That's, you know, you could think about that, but I can't make them do that. No. They're they're really, really very much about, you know, the the uh, bottom line and the, the commercial value of things. I can't make them, you know, have integrity the way I think they should have integrity. <laughs> Right. Yeah, so we're only in, in charge of our own integrity. Yes. So in terms of, of ex, our expectations and how we set expectations, it's not that some expectations are good and some are bad. It's about how we, how we are with those ex- expectations and how well they match up to the reality. Some are realistic and some aren't. Okay. And, and some of them... Uh, if we find ourselves in the position again and again and again and again of having to uh, forgive something, mm-hmm. we might have to ask ourselves, well, do I need to make a change? Yeah. Should I be here? Mm-hmm. Is, this, is this just not really fitting me? And that's another whole question. Wow. There's just so much there, Mary. Thank you. You're that's welcome. great. All right. Well, thanks for listening to our show. And if you would like to comment on something or ask a question, you are welcome to send us an email. You can send it to Aaron at riseandthriveshow.com or Mary at riseandthriveshow.com. Um, if you'd like, you could go on to Facebook at Rise and Thrive Show and comment there or ask a question or go to our website where you can see all our other shows. Right, Mary? Right. Yeah, that's riseandthriveshow.com. You can binge. You can binge on our shows. <laughs> you want to. You know you do. Yeah. And you can tell your friends to binge too. So. So there you go. So also, I just want to invite you, if you like our podcast and you want to leave a rating or a review at Apple Podcasts, we sure would appreciate that. That helps other people discover the show. Tell them how you're thriving. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks so much to Daniel Zamzow, our sound engineer. We really appreciate all you do for us, Daniel. And so until next time, I'm Erin Warhol. And I'm Mary Hayes Greco. You just kick that door.